NBA 3. How about that right off the bench? Unbelievable. He has 20. Waiting for the double team. Wraps it around. Blair. Five to shoot. McClung. Again! Who's the man? To the wall for three in the lead. Off the back of no Kevin Ray. No. Got it around. Found it. Throw it up. McClung to the hole. Who's the man? McClung with the block. The lob. Off the glass. Head in on the Hoyas. With 52 seconds left. Who's the man? <laughs> do we just do we just do it? Against all odds. This the, the title of this win should be called Georgetown Hoyas, A New Hope. <laughs> Until our next letdown loss. Excuse me, Mac McClung. Yes, a new, new hope. hope. Yeah. Hoyas, baby. Excuse me, Carter. I I kinda I'm afraid of heights. Is <laughs> Is third place good? We're pretty high up. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I've ever been this high in, before. In, in this Big East, yeah. You might, we might, might get some altitude sickness. I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> a bronze medal with a sub-500 record. What <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of Olympics is this? Well, technically, we are in fifth now, thanks to St. John's and Seton Hall winning their last uh, their last two games. Seton Hall clipped uh, Providence last oh, night by okay. two points. Yeah. So, the thing is, they're each at four and five. But if we beat Xavier tonight, we'll retake third. Okay. Okay. So it's not big a big if. Big if. <laughs> Honestly. Big if. But uh, welcome back. DC takes five. Uh, DC's take five, excuse me. There you go. Um, Dan Baldwin here, Carter Owen, uh, bringing to you pretty exciting episode. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter one, thanks to uh, there being a game tonight and both of us having some responsibilities to take care of. But we're going to break down Georgetown's biggest one of the season's Undisputedly, Patrick Ewing's biggest win of his career, I would say, while a head coach at Georgetown. 100%. We're going to break down how that happened. We're going to preview our rematch against Travis Steele's X-Men. We've got a big-time recruiting update, and we're making some uh, pretty good groundwork on setting up this player interview that should have been done already, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, better late than never, man. Exactly. Right? Better late yeah. than never, and it's going to be a great time. Yeah, this will this will hopefully be the start of our bi-weekly episodes. A uh, little bit shorter, a little easier to you know consume and digest for all of you fans still riding with us. So, uh, speaking of rides, it's been a hell of a ride so far, and uh, we hope that you keep it up and stick with us through it all. And I think we're ready to get this episode underway. Am I right? Absolutely. Let's get to it.
Xavier's going to be welcome to DC tonight, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Man, I hope so. Our predictions recently have been so bad, though. Oh, they've been terrible. I mean, I'm happy we didn't get waxed, but... <laughs> <laughs> I love both of us basically. We're going to get rushed. We're too, we're too emotional. That's what it is. It, it's tough. It's tough objectively assessing the team that you root for, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's dive into the St. John's game. Yeah. Um, I think the immediate reaction from... Every single Georgetown fan was, man, Mac McClung's a three-star recruit? Like, <laughs> yeah. what? <laughs> and he's going to Georgetown to sit? I'm making air quotes, guys. I mean, yeah, I mean, talk to that uh, Coach Fern. He actually, <laughs> ever since this performance, and, uh, you know, thanks to my own article that got uh, 3,000 views uh, <laughs> on Mac McClung. He Do you actually, even need me anymore, Dan? You know, man, I mean, I'm just blowing up in Gate City, Virginia. <laughs> I, uh, he actually came out and defended himself. Oh, that was so fake. I saw that. He was like, I was actually saying to rile up my player that Mac won't play. Mac will sit at Georgetown if he doesn't play defense. I'm like, well, coach, he doesn't play defense now, and he's probably our second best player. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely our second best, <laughs> he's definitely our second best scorer. He uh, he definitely proved to be the distant the difference. Excuse me between you know being three and four versus two and five. Yeah, I mean he played a heck of a game. Man, he was he was making some. Pro shots, you know, not to speak it into existence, but he was making some pro difficult shots, some professional shots. Yes, <laughs> from professional distance. I find it so weird that St. John's has the line for the college and the NBA mm-hmm. threes because my mind automatically assumed the NBA threes were college threes. Honestly, so every the... and almost all of the players were shooting from that distance. Dude, like yeah, very I... few people shot a college. I think McClung got. Mixed up a little bit. He thought that yeah. the pro line was actually from college. Yeah. He hit, I want to say, three NBA yeah. threes that yeah. game. Yeah. And they weren't even from the corner. They were straight from the wing. Yeah. And I think that development of his game is so fascinating, considering he went four games to start off this season without hitting a three-point shot. And, and he, now he's a nasty three-point shooter. He couldn't hit the side of a barn no with basketball either. It wasn't just like, you know, the form. I mean, the form was there, and he, I mean, some of it was him taking bad shots, but his development as a shooter has been... Uh, Really impressive and surprising. I just I hope it lasts. I, I think he's, he's definitely gotten better. I, his release is a little different now. Yeah, you can tell when that. he when I picked this up looking at some tape from him when he releases the shot. He really has to use all of his frame to get it off and have it make the distance. He gets up. Well, first of all, he's using his legs, and I think anyone who plays basketball at a high level understands that. If you want to consistently maintain good form on your shot, which is the key to shooting a high percentage yeah. from deep, you have to use your legs. Because if you're using all of your arms, that reduces accuracy. Yeah. And so it, him using arms, his legs your, helps. Your arms are smaller muscles than your legs, too, mm-hmm. so they'll tire faster. Yes. So if you have a lot of arm in your shot, then you know, you'll probably be fine for a quarter or so. And We all know from Max Vertical Leap that that boy's got some tree trunks. Yes. So him utilizing his leg strength both extends his range and enhances his accuracy. Mm -hmm. But he also has been high-pointing his release. When he releases the ball, it's high. Like, when Georgetown fans, if any of you are film junkies, go on YouTube and look carefully at how high McClung holds the ball 
when he releases it, it's a solid, like, it's a solid length above his head when he lets go of it. And it's a very, it's a quick release, Carter, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think everything in that has contributed to him increasing his efficiency and his effectiveness from long range. And it's a huge reason as to why Georgetown is having success because we finally have, from what it appears, a consistent outside scoring threat. We thought that was going to be James as soon as the season started, but James has fallen into a bit of a rough patch as he's trying to adjust to Big East point guard play. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. He's just having trouble adapting, and Mac is at a point where he needs to be the focal point scoring-wise and shot attempt-wise on the perimeter. 100%. I mean, those of you who are listening can't see this, but that's a pause of his form against Syracuse, right? Look at look at the elbow. The elbow is and tucked. Look at the one against St. John's. That's so much more vertical. Mm-hmm. I know it's tough because we're looking from behind, but... Um, man, imagine imagine a picture of him like doing a, like a crazy dunk on a fast break or his first poster, but it's like a, a pause motion of him in the air, like with the wings tattoo and stuff. Taking that's, flight. Yeah, that's going to be a crazy image. But anyway, yeah. I mean, a lot of this game was Mac, but a lot of it was also St. John's being so shitty. Like, look at these team stats. We, The fact that we barely won this is, <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. Obviously, a win's a win, but the fact, you know, we had 19 turnovers. They had nine. We shot 48% from three. They shot 27. They shot 38% from the field. They, they didn't do anything. They did nothing. I, even outside of Shamori Pons, the whole team sucked. Even Shamori missed some open looks. Yeah. I mean, by his standards, he had a little bit of a down game. I mean, for those of you who follow Thompson's towel, basically exactly what I said in my preview, mm. what Georgetown needed to do to win, exactly happened. Scoring efficiency and effectiveness from McClung and Govan, and you had to limit Shimori Pons to under 30. Wow, look at that. I mean, Shimori, Figueroa, and Heron actually all played well. It was Justin Simon and Marvin Clark. It's crazy. Look at that. Two players, two starters. It's crazy to think that Simon... Even the bench wasn't bad. Even the bench, they had eight points, which for St. John's bench, that's a good game. And that was on six shots. Yeah. That's not awful. It was really... Two starters probably cost them the game. Jesse's defense on Marvin Clark on the perimeter was infinitely better than what I ever could have imagined. I thought Marvin Clark on the offensive end was going to be a huge mismatch this game considering he's quicker and he has the ability to put Jesse on his heels and get good looks from three. And he's usually a very capable three-point shooter. He's averaging 43%. uh, Excuse me. Yeah, he's averaging uh, 25% from three this year, but he... Last year, he averaged uh, 41%, and I think his percentage took a huge dip yeah, he doesn't uh, because of that game. That, he doesn't take that many per game, yeah. I'm, I'm just watching him. I remember on the broadcast, like, yeah, how many, the schools that these, uh, you know, St. John starters were transferring from, they were they were very legit. Like, Marvin Clark I'm transferring from Michigan, Michigan State. State. And Justin Simons, Arizona, like, these are blue-chip schools. So I, I think I'm just realizing now how talented they are. And Mustafa Haran, Auburn. People forget that Marvin Clark uh, the third hit uh, ba- the game. What would have been uh, which uh, he when he when he was on Michigan State that was the last Izzo Final Four appearance. He made a huge play for them. He really didn't play at all really? since he was younger. Yeah, but he made a huge contested layup that 
put Michigan State up by one, and then oh. they ended up fouling. The game got sent to overtime, and Michigan State ended up winning. Who was that? Who against was Louisville. Against Louisville. Louisville so was, was the this four in the seed. 2013? So this was 2015 when the Jaleel Okafor, Tyus Jones, Duke beat the Frank Kaminsky Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, yeah, because that was that was Wisconsin-Kentucky, and then it was Duke-Michigan State, yes. and Duke just railed them. Yep. Because Michigan State was like a nine seed or they something were a seven crazy. Seed. Yeah, and that was just Izzo being Izzo. Yep. Uh, but, yeah. I it's I don't know how many takeaways we can have from this game besides you know Mac has arrived, but I mean I'm glad we at least beat them. If we lost to St. John's with them playing as poorly as we did or they did, that would have been so discouraging. I mean, a scary thing for me is that we granted we won. It's great, but we did everything we could to give them the game down the stretch. Yeah. For those of you who watched the game, I have no idea how Kata didn't make that putback. Or, the, or Simon. Like, yeah. Didn't he have a... They had three layups. And two I, of which were wide open. Honestly, I thought Figueroa was going to drain the three. Fucking bricked it. I didn't think he'd make the three, but it was a smart idea to shoot it. Because you had way... You know, it was a two-for-one plus, you know, offensive rebounds, which... Oh, mm-hmm. man. That's, every game like this is a heartbreaker, though. It's crazy. Like, uh, obviously, I'm glad we won, but it's never easy. Never easy. But, hey, I mean... It's part of the fun of being a Hoya fan. Absolutely. And Jesse Govan is casually one of the best big men in the nation. 100%. Ca- is he so casual? casual? Casual, yeah. Like, is it casual? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I was very impressed with his defense, too. He had that clutch block at the end mm-hmm. on Shimori, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy. you know you're a special player when you're casually expected to consistently put up 20 points a game yeah, and about look, look at, 8 to 10 rebounds. Look at his fucking game log this year. Oh, it's ridiculous. He hasn't really had a dud. Uh, I mean, the Appalachian State game was a dud by his standards. But That was a horrendous and game. And the St. John's game, game, in all fairness, he didn't shoot well from the field, but he still had 25. Like, shit. Yeah. Especially looking Big East play. It's just been... The only game that he struggled really Marquette. was Marquette. Yeah. And had he had a normal game by his standards, we win that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he shot well. It was just he didn't get a lot of shots because no, he couldn't. Really it was get a struggle position. of getting position yeah. and entry passes. Marquette did a really nice job, but still, I mean, Hoya fans aren't appreciating Govan's brilliance. I, I think it's just a fact. Yeah, it, we get so used to it. Think about like the coverage of this team. It's all Mac and James. Jesse's greatness, and especially his offensive acumen, is it's just. It's taken for granted, yeah. granted of, I think. Even on that second Mac 3, Jesse's pass out of the double team to Javon was so good. Oh, it's like Javon fucking dropped it, of course. But that's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're thinking of that, you know, him making that pass in the league, that's an assist. I mean, can you name a big man who is better at passing out of the double than Jesse in the Big East? In the Big East. Okay, I was going to I was going to suggest Nikola Jokic, but <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, in the, no, definitely not in the Big East. Probably not in the country. There aren't a lot of finesse bigs in college basketball right now. No, in it, it's it's honest. It's, it's so a weird a, trend. Like, it's so aesthetically pleasing to watch him play and pull up from mid range and deep. He's just his game. I mean, granted, he's a physical player when he wants to be, but he relies on his skill and his touch from outside and in on the end on the inside more than most big men do in college basketball. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the only thing that worries me possibly about that is that a lot of it's almost like KD, 
where it's like the reason he's such a good shooter is because he's just way bigger than the person who's trying to contest his shot. But, you know, Jesse isn't a three. Like when he plays real bigs who have the length to contest him, I will see. But, you know, I have no reason to doubt him, honestly. He's even shown improvement this year on defense since Big East play has started. I mean, he got shredded against Creighton. But, like, in a game where the stakes are a little higher, I think, he, we, he's seen, we've seen that he can be an average you know, defensive player with a little bit of big play ability in him. I think the defensive effort from Georgetown in the second half was exceptional. Yeah. It's just we're a young team, so it comes and goes. Like, yeah. We're not going to have that all the time. And thankfully, at least in Big East play, we'll have enough big games to you know, be able to channel that. But that's the only thing that worries me against, you know, we're a top five team right now. But, you know, we'll be fine, I think, when we play good teams. But when we play the teams we should be, like tonight, I don't know if it'll be there. We'll see, and we'll definitely see. Yeah. Uh, another point that we should talk about is James's kind of like a weird comeback game. <laughs> yeah. James yeah. has been reeling. For any of you who follow the team, knows this. Had a really tough game against Marquette. Really struggled again against Creighton, especially shooting percentage wise. Yeah. Creighton only went two of eleven. Granted, he had eleven assists, but those assists were more along the lines of. Having the ball so much, that play just naturally has to run through you. Yeah. And he played, I thought, a more controlled game. Granted, he had four turnovers, which isn't good, but his shot selection was better, and it was smarter. And it was also less. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's the smartest thing about it. Um, James, it's strange now, but he's kind of becoming our game manager in Big East play. You know, don't, like, have the ball a lot. Don't turn it over too much. Make the open three when it's there. Make the good pass when it's there. But him, you know, not having to carry the burden of our perimeter scoring, I think is better for him. It is because much he's not he's not equipped to do it. And I think he's learning that already. Evident by, you know, the five shots that he took, three of which were from three, and all of which were open. Um but him almost, the way I envision it, him being the one to bring the ball up, set up Mac, who can either set up Jesse or make a play for someone else, is kind of the way I see the team evolving. Yeah, and not only is he not equipped to do it, he's just not ready. He's smaller. Yeah. He had, a, he had an easier time in non-conference than did Mac, but yeah. the development just isn't as quick. I kind of look at James as Jesse starting off in Big East play last mm. year. Jesse struggled. Granted, they play different positions. Does James have the potential to get to a point where he can be a top-scoring option on offense? Like I think he does. He's yeah. got great handles. Yeah. He's got a nice little burst. And he's got a good outside shot for the yeah. most part. He just needs to learn how to play to his strengths. And he's still yeah. figuring out yeah. how and what, how to do that and what his strengths even are at this point. And I yeah. think Ewing is trying to slow down the game for him and make it a little bit less complicated and as you said, lift the burden from his shoulders because when you don't feel that pressure, you play freer and the results get better. Yeah. One thing I did, though, did really like is that Mac had the ball in his hands more. Yes. James, James was way more willing to just flip it around the mm-hmm. other wing to him when he didn't have anything. And it's kind of funny. One thing I noticed is that a lot of Mac's points came from the left wing, right, or the left side in general. And in James, 
the film I've watched on him, he likes to go right. So it's it's a weird you know balance that they have between each other. And depending on where Jesse's posting up or where they see an advantage, they could each attack from an opposite side of the court. And I'm, I was happy that Josh got at least 20 minutes as well. Yeah. Josh played very well. He played really well. He yeah. made all of his free throws. Yeah. Talk about a really... And, and a three. Yeah, he did. He's hit a three in like the last three Big East games. I yes. Good observation, Dorothy Ann. He's working <laughs> on that. He's working on extending his game. Let me tell you something, Carter. This kid is going to be lethal next year. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be so darn good. I know. He's going to be such a solid... Like three and D type of player who can pound it down low. I mean, yeah. he's also, our best defender right now, without even a yeah, question. Yeah, hundred percent. And I honestly think he needs to see more of the court than twenty-one minutes, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, that's I, for I mean, another day. In all fairness, though, he got in foul trouble a lot. Him and Jesse Ewing did a really good job of, you know, managing that, mm-hmm. especially in the first half without playing Trey too much. It was nice. I mean, I remember the one uh, Trey's played ten minutes. Took four shots, turned the ball over twice, fouled someone, and got two rebounds. I mean, listen, Trey's a great guy. <laughs> we got to stop. We got to stop talking about it. It's just, it's we're just, beating a dead horse. Seriously, <laughs> if there is someone who I think his his effectiveness has just completely gone out the window, it's Greg Malinowski. Yeah, Greg can't do anything now. It's tough. He's in such a brutal slump. Well, I mean. I think I don't think it's a coincidence to no. pull up his game log. He, he, since the Butler game, it's just been a steady decline of mm-hmm. not being able to do anything. Yep. And it's fair. I mean, it's, he wasn't really doing much before. I mean, he has started to get into a little bit of the rhythm at the end of non-conference play. But I mean, he has already had the best game of his career. Like, let's let's not let's be honest. And he's also a grad transfer who no one really knew about till this year. It wasn't like he was supposed to be good. No. So, I, I loved it. We loved it when it was happening. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's not fling. happening It's anymore. a nice little fling, you know what I mean? It's, exactly. It's a, you know, two-month relationship. Um, but, yeah, Caleb's also been so solid off the bench in Big East play. That's how, you know, his four years of experience are coming through now. It's great to see him finally healthy. And he's a solid defender. And as you said, his role has very much evolved into that of a bruiser. Mm-hmm. He's strong. He likes contact, yeah. and he understands that that's how he can be most effective. Yeah, he's, he's two out. and three. I mean, he's efficient too. He yeah. knows that his role isn't to put up a lot of shots, and it's to help on yeah. defense and try to create opportunities down low and run hard in transition. My guy he doesn't get the ball. He God damn right he does. Yeah. Caleb, I, I like Caleb now. Caleb's greater than Zion. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> here oh first, God. folks. Yeah, so you can't even get that whole sentence out because you know it's so blasphemous. Hey, no, I was so we excited. Need, we need Zion on the Knicks now after that trade. No, we need Caleb on the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him a workout. Caleb Johnson and Kevin Knox. And Jesse. And Jesse. Uh, yeah, everyone. And Mac. Come on, everyone. We'll, we'll, take him. Him. we'll import the Georgetown yeah. players. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a nice consolidation. Of my uh, two teams. Uh, anyway, yeah. Mac played really well. Jesse quietly really well. Um, what did you think of Josh's dunk at the end? Freshman inexperience. I mean, it was... Caught up in that the moment. Was, he, was, he was absolutely caught up in the moment. I think he wanted to dunk it as the horn went off. Did it uh, too early. And, I mean, it, the, the way it came off was as if we were giving St. John's the finger. 
In my opinion. I kind of like that, though. I know. I know. (laughs) I know that. Hoya fans love it. I saw someone tweet out. Can you guess who this is? Tweet out said, nothing made me happier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing (laughs) made me happier. Who else's tweets are you going to quote on this podcast? Yeah. Um, nothing made him happier. Yes. Uh, I mean, well, I have to disagree then. I, I mean, I didn't <laughs> my like blood. it. Just be like yeah. in that sense, like because the thing is, you dunk that. It's a second. It's not like the clock runs out. The clock stopped. Yeah. And you could see Ewing turn was like, "What yeah. are you doing?" He didn't even even. Uh, you could tell it killed the vibe too because the announcers were talking about it. Yeah. Mullen and Ewing, they just shook hands and didn't even make eye contact. You know, Ewing was embarrassed by it. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing Which is, it sucks because I, I didn't. It won't sully the win as the biggest win of his career. Like this will by probably the end of this game, people will forget about it. But um, it, it is, I think, a little bit of a reminder of our inexperience and how just amped these guys get too. Yes. You know, I mean, they were. Did you see the screenshot slowly of when Max slammed it and Josh was right there screaming? Yeah, yeah, I saw that on the replay. Yeah. It was great. I mean, they have every right to be happy, and it's fine. Like, if anyone would understand that, it's Mullen. And Ewing probably apologized to him after the game. was like, listen, the guy's inexperienced. He was excited. And Mullen was probably like, I feel that. It was a big win. Yeah. Like, great for him. He played awesome. You know? Yeah, seriously. Ewing also needs to be talking some shit to Mullen about how he's not a real coach. (laughs) And lets his assistant run the huddles. Oh, my God. That's actually something I wanted to mention to you. So, I mean, granted, yeah, the infamous uh, and Gus Johnson kind of played it off as, ah, uh, you know, Mullen loves giving this guy responsibility. <laughs> yeah, he but tried. If you're in the he huddle. Tried. Bro, against, against a rival. Yeah, if you're in the huddle, mic'd like, up, you got to be the one talking bro, to the he team. Looks like, he looked like he was texting someone on his phone or something. Like, he was what? tying his shoes. You don't get the big bucks for that. Yeah, but... You usually I don't like in the huddle because they're these broadcast companies aren't allowed to really play anything of note. So the coaches yeah. actually sound really dumb yeah. when they're coming off. That was something I actually incorrectly uh, lambasted Ewing for last podcast. Yeah, it's fine, man. I mean, the thing is, like, but I wanted to mention. I liked the way he was addressing his team. I yeah. liked what he was yeah. pointing out because it showed that Ewing understood what went wrong yeah. against Creighton. Every time he's like, you guys better hustle back. Makes, Off misses, things, yeah. you get back. Yep. You hustle. Defense creates offense. He was focusing on everything that went wrong against Creighton, and that was his message in this game. And it picked up. It was reassuring, for sure. And like, he, his, his interviews... In his interview at halftime after the game, it was just refreshing because it felt like he was in tune with his team better than he had been in the past. And it just it just gives you hope as a fan. It gets you excited. Yeah, yeah. It gets the people going. It certainly does. Let's see if Georgetown can get going tonight against Xavier. Yeah, we got to win. I mean, there's, not, there's no <laughs> other... See, I don't know what else there is. I mean... It's funny because I've actually... I, I've been doing some research... On predictions and what everybody's saying is going to happen tonight, and we are unanimously being picked to win this game. Really, basically, unanimously. I haven't seen that a worries single, me. <laughs> I haven't seen a single uh, plug, blog, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. Um, that you know has said we are going to lose this game. Everybody, casual Hoya. My blog website, the kid who wrote it, yeah. Jacob, he's a great yeah. dude. Oh. Um, yeah. 
you know, he everybody's saying that we should win by about five points or more. And the thing is, listen, Xavier's not a good team. They suck, dude. And the way they beat us the last time was they we couldn't get past the two three zone, which I don't think should be a problem now that McClung is playing. Yeah, and he can but, shoot. Okay. Yeah. But, 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 but. Oh, we didn't have Mac in that game. I just remembered. No, we did not. He's so much more important to our team than I realized. Yes, he is. He's probably our second most important player. If we have, if we had McClung, we don't lose to St. John's number one the first game, and yeah. we don't lose to Xavier. Yeah. But we're not going to get into that. Yeah. No, I just, I, I just, the light uh, flipped on for a sec there. Um, but the way this team plays, they like playing down low through Tyreek Jones and Hanky McSpanky. All and American. we couldn't stop them. Mm-hmm. We lost our mojo, and you better believe Ewing's not going to let them pulverize the paint again. And since Xavier likes to go big, you have to think that James and Mac have to be licking their chops, thinking we're going to get these guys in transition so badly if yeah. they send the house to crash the glass. Keep your eye out. We might get a Mac attack a couple of oh, times man. tonight. I need it. I need it. There's even foul trouble too with the Xavier mm-hmm. Bigs is something else. We it's really fouls because that's what happened to Jesse last game. He got in foul trouble. He couldn't defend as aggressively. Um, yeah, that's really what it is. Otherwise, I we're just better. And to be honest, really Jesse analysis here. annihilated, annihilated Xavier. Oh yeah, the first time I think he put up 27 points. They, they had no answer for I mean, the it guy. Was, it was something ridiculous. They had absolutely no answers for him. And who, how are they going to guard him? They're going to double him? Like, all right, sure. He See, can pass. We're looking at his stats, 11, 11 of 17, yeah. 3 of 5 from 3, 8 boards, 27 points. Yeah, look at the interesting thing here. He, look at his fouls since Big East play started. He's been, he's been using his fouls. <laughs> <laughs> certainly has been. As long as you haven't foul out, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. He's just teetering on the edge right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think more really needs to be said. Besides, you know, for this game at least, I hope we win. I, we should win. The uh, biggest thing is, I would love to see Mac get forty. That's just me. It's always me. That's that's I like know. my that's my mood always. I I really want to know more. I want to see have a great game. James, no, James. You know, I, I of course I would love to see James yeah, do well. Yeah. But he wasn't the guy who I was thinking. Okay, I was thinking Jamarco. Yeah. We I mean, saw a little bit of a confident Jamarco. He hit a couple of threes. Yeah, I mean he and they, they, they were big threes too. Yeah. They they was when they were going when we were going back and forth with them. Um and even the uh I think it was his first basket, they had him on a couple post fades. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really, really interesting. I hadn't seen that all year from him. It, and they they look pretty good. Uh, if there's one place you, I've watched a lot of film on Jamarco because I think he's a fascinating player. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out what what's been going wrong with him. Yeah, First of all, I mean his defense is great. Yeah. He's, he's rebounding. He's a, he's a really good defender now. Yes. Like, if you have a marquee player who's on the wing, we need to stop him. Like you're going to get picket. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. But if there's one place where he is just super comfortable shooting, it's from the corner. Yeah, yeah, that's almost I think where all of his threes have been made so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was he was the most comfortable in the left corner as a freshman, and that's where he's been comfortable this year as well. Really, that's a good observation. That's that's it's like the observation of someone who calls all the games. Yeah, it's I, I don't even know how much film I've watched on Mac now, but 
Yeah, I would love to see Jamarco get going. I mean, the thing Could is, you imagine the dimension that it would add to us. I'm sorry for oh, cutting yeah. you off. No, don't go for it. That's 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 what I do all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. He, a good team, an okay team has one reliable scoring option. A good team has two, and I hope we have two now with Mac. A great team has three, and between you know James, Jamarco, even Josh, sometimes like if we can get a third, you know. That would make us a threat, at least. Because the upside is there for us, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really excited to see us in the Big East tournament, actually, because I could see us making a little run if things clicked. And the thing is, <laughs> there's a lot of highs and lows with a young team. But, man, if this group goes into the Big East tournament confident, like, knock on wood, Carter, but this team has run... Potential finals appearance written all over them. Yeah, we've already we haven't played Nova yet, but we've seen we can uh, hang with we we can have play we can beat St. John's. Uh, I, we probably still would have hung with Marquette if Marcus Howard was. Healthy. I think so. I think so because we would have scored better. Mm-hmm. You know, because he would have been guarding James. James, and it would have been way easier for James. To he was actually better. guarding uh, Mac, Mac at the beginning, of Mac and Mac just three threes in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Because things Mac's bigger than Marcus Howard. Yeah, by a lot. Marcus Howard's listed at five eleven. Yeah, he's three inches bigger. Yeah, and he also Mac. Jump so fucking high on his jump shots. There was one play with the high release. Mm-hmm. Like he'll never get blocked. It's just Marcus Howard has no prayer against Mac, and quite frankly, I don't think he could stay in front of James either. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, regardless, that's two of the three best teams in the Big East that we can hang with. We'll see what it is when we play Nova. But to your point, you know, in terms of us playing any of these guys in the tournament, I wouldn't feel scared at all. The and only I know team, team I would feel nervous about is Nova. Yeah, just because of the Jay Wright factor, and I don't think we have. It's tough because you look at Nova, and they're a solid team. I don't think they're incredible this year, but yeah. they play very well as a team. Yeah, and Phil Booth has been nothing short of outstanding this season, and James and Mac wouldn't really have yeah. a great chance. I think James would probably defend him a little bit better. Yeah. But I was thinking, you know, but maybe who, you could put Jamarco on, but Booth's, I think Booth's quicker. You know who I think is the matchup problem there? Pascal. See, I think LeBlanc would handle Pascal. Really? I think LeBlanc's quicker. I think, he's str- I think he can match up with him physically. I think Pascal would score about 16, 18 points, but I think Josh would give him some problems. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Booth has been on tear recently. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, so we, we play Nova after Xavier, so we'll see that eventually. But it's, if we beat Xavier, we finally have a game that's more important than Patriots Rams this Sunday. <laughs> oh man, well, how, where are you going to be watching the Super Bowl? I uh, so my buddies uh, from home, huge Pat fans, yeah. going to their house um, on a Sunday. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be great to watch yeah. the Rams fucking give it to them. <laughs> I mean... Lord willing. Lord willing. I mean, the Rams are superior skill-wise, but the Pats have Brady and they have Belichick, and that means an automatic advantage. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate, and, you know, greatness got to recognize greatness. I know. I know. I know. Speaking of greatness, we just got a pretty big commitment. Yes! <laughs> Kudus Wahab. He played at uh, Flint Hill uh, in Virginia. Plays for the We Are One AAU team. I think that's where Caleb went to high school. Flint Hill? Yeah. He transferred. He originally was in Ashburn, I believe. Let's do some stalking. 
That's you can keep going. Caleb. Yeah, different Caleb. <laughs> not an outside linebacker. Yeah, bro, um, Caleb's with a K. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. I know him, right? I'm the only Caleb with a K in the world. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Um, so this guy, Kudis. Yeah, so it's interesting. He, I think he's ranked 128th by 247. It's so I funny. He's more like 115 or something. It could be there. Yeah, um, just outside the top 100, though. So, South Hill. Ah, so close. Close. It was so funny because I, I wrote up a little bio of him um, the night before of his decision because I was going up to New York and I wouldn't have time to actually write an article if he decided. So I, we had the acceptance article ready to go. We beat Casual Hoya on pumping that up. Oh, that's lit. But uh, some buddy came up to me today. He's like, oh, you screwed up in your uh, Kudus Waha article. And I was like, what did I say wrong? He's like, he's a three-star recruit. I was like, you're a moron. You're a <laughs> doofus. Whoa! <laughs> like, Brah! Don't don't chirp the goddamn king. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, but um, the problem is that uh, listen, he's raw. Yeah, and that's fine. But if you look at his stats, he plays about twenty minutes a game. He gets about eight points per game. And the thing that excites me is that he is a defensive force. Yeah, down low, six ten, two thirty. He averages about a little over two and a half blocks per game. He averages nine boards in 20 minutes out of a 40-minute game. Do you want to know how many are offensive? Three. Wow. Okay, I was going to get so the dude, That's a lot. And the thing that really sticks out to me here is we are finally beginning to see a Ewing-crafted team. Yeah. The mentality see, and is the all the same. It's that self-motivation, that like dog players. Yeah. It, 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 it's it, you. You're seeing it, and these players, people who want, people who will take well to his tough love. Yes, like they will get angry. They'll get motivated. They're like, "You're tough loving me. I'm gonna get better." Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that self, that unburning self, uh, building fire. You see it in Mac. James, Josh, you know, Grayson freaking Carter, you can tell it. He goes in. He's not afraid. He's shooting threes. Like, look at the Providence game. And now we get Kudus Wahab, who's definitely built in that same mold. It's exciting. I mean, it makes recruiting the stakes higher because Mm -hmm. a lot of high school kids just aren't built with that. Why they're not wired that way because yeah. they're still learning, they're still developing mentally. And a lot physically. of them, a lot of them play. You know, they use high school to get to college mm-hmm. and then stop caring about basketball. They yes. just use it because they're talented. You yes. know, they don't have any dreams beyond a, a scholarship and a diploma. So it raises the stakes in recruiting, in my opinion. I think it, it, it slims the pool. It, it that it very much. And that's does. been that's been the case for us, right? I mean, how many people have we been linked to? Not that many. Nope. And it. Ewing is a type, man. Yeah, he does, man. And and usually we get who, you know, when it clicks, we get him. Um, Usually if it's a big man, we'll get him. Yeah. He's the third center (laughs) that we picked up in the 2019 uh, class. Not to mention Omer. Yeah, the the Turkish terror. Yeah. That's going to be a good nickname next year. Um, Speaking of next year, what's our roster even look like now? Omer is starting, right? I mean, Um, absolutely. So it would be... Would, would Kudus be the backup? Kudus would be the backup. Okay. Probably one of the two other centers, uh, Timothy Agofe. I think that I, yeah, can't, Igo, I can't. Igo Hefe, I think. Igo Hefe and um, Malcolm, Wilson. Malcolm Wilson. I saw they might do red shirts. I think they'd have to red shirt either Igofe or uh, Wilson. Yeah. I, I don't. I think I, Wilson's more of a four. I think. I think so it's going to be Igofe. Yeah, because he's even more raw. He's yeah. like straight from Africa. Yeah. 
Um, not a bad thing at all. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, that could have been problematic. I'm just saying (laughs) his professional basketball experience is even more limited than someone who went to a prep school. It's crazy because um, Kudas, he immigrated from uh, Nigeria, I believe. Um, Yeah, uh, in eighth grade to come play high school ball. Yeah, so so it's exciting to think about uh, next year. So let's assume that this is the team we have, even though it won't be the same. Um, Yeah. We have a couple of more options, but with the players that we have now, the starting lineup should honestly be the same minus Jesse. We'll slide Omer in there. Yep. And we have two more spots for scholarships. And the three targets that I believe that we're continuing to look at is Cole Anthony, obviously, mm-hmm. but I do think that at yeah. the moment is a pipe dream. Yeah, same. I don't same. think he's going to sign here. Yeah. Um, Dan and I were referencing an interview we saw that he did with... I forget who. It might have been Max Preps, I think. Probably was. Um, they and they, they asked him to run down his top six, and he spoke about Georgetown in a way more unemotional tone than his other schools. I thought he got excited about it. like when, when Yeah, because he put him, and he like, turned his head back. He's like, ah, like, Georgetown. Yeah. But it, it felt more of like a... Forced. In a way, but I thought it was more of an excitement through his dad. Yeah. Because his dad's buddies with Ewing... And I feel like it's more of a connection through his dad than something that's personal to him. Yeah. Um, and you said, as you astutely pointed out beyond the podcast, he didn't say he really knew anyone from yeah. here. And I think that could be a bit of an issue. And yeah, I mean, it's like you really think James and Mac are going to be going, like, daffing him up, saying, bro, come play with us. Like, no! No! Oh, no. You think if Cole Anthony comes here, James's mentality is, I'm fucking better than you. I'm going to prove it. Yeah. As it should be. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, kudos to them. But, yeah, so I, I still think he goes UNC. But who are the other targets that we still have besides So, the, he, this guy, his name's Terrence Shannon Jr., he is a 6'6 guy. I think he's about 190. Um, he decommitted from DePaul, actually. and We only recruit the greatest, am I right? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but I really think that he would fit the mold of a player that could back up Jamarco. He's lanky. He's long. Um, and he seems to be the type of player... Like, how many how many wings do we have at the moment that would be on the roster next year that would be capable of stepping in and giving Jamarco a damn breather? For real, that might be another reason too why he, um, you know, we don't really have a backup three. No, we don't. Two, we have twos and fours, which makes <laughs> this guy a very, in my opinion, a pretty uh, you know bigish yeah. option. Yeah, I would. I think obviously we want to get him right, but I yeah. think. Uh, I think it would it would fit well for our team if we can if we can go ten deep and have ten playable players at each position that would matter a lot. It would be big, right? You know, and, and let's not forget about Jagan who and, and Javon who are also staying. So if you have a bench of those two, this guy Terrence, then you have maybe Malcolm Wilson and you know one of the centers, Grayson Carter. Grayson Carter's our four. There we go. Yep, redshirt both of them. Yeah, yeah, redshirt both of the other guys because Carter's got a shot. He's, he hasn't been... I think he needs more minutes. All right. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But listen, he the, he looked awful against Butler and played well against Creighton. He got us back... Excuse me, not Creighton. Providence. Uh, Providence, yes. He got us back in that game. Yeah, he was part of the bench. Um, so, listen. I, if we have a bit of a lead, you know, 10 points early, give him a couple of minutes, see how the kid fares. We know that he can stretch the floor and shoot the three. Yeah. So... It's exciting to think about the future of this team and the mold. 
because we're going to have a lot of Ewing. We're going to have a lot of Ewing selected players, and I am incredibly yeah. optimistic about Ewing's eye for potential. And I think yeah, a lot of it has to do with that motivation, that self-driven desire to get better. Yeah, because that talent's only one factor in that case, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're stuck with, you know, you're born with what you're born with, but if you have a mentality to be great, you will get better. And yes. he's already seen all three of our big recruits as freshmen. They're all diamonds in the rough. They're already proving that they're underrated. Every single All one. of them. Like, I, this was my hot take before, right? Yeah. But it's just when you have that mentality, the sky's the limit. Like, you, you can do anything. And that's what this whole team is turning into. It's... Crazy because everybody's doubting Ewing. Yeah. This guy doesn't have what it takes. People forget that this isn't really his team yet. Yeah. So he's it's difficult to judge a college coach when he's not working with a team that is specifically his. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what people are talking about with Chris Mullen and St. John's. Mm-hmm. The team is his. This is his fourth year. Why aren't they better? Yeah. There has to be a cause. And Shimori's in there saying they're not getting along well. Yeah, Mustafa Haran said they were going through the motions mm-hmm. in the second half. Mm-hmm. Don't sound too good to me, Carter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's this other recruit besides Terrence? They're Shannon. looking at this kid named Damian Baugh. I think oh. Char- I think Shannon's a more important recruit because Baugh's he's a combo guard. Yeah. He's six foot four. But the thing is we already kind of have a plethora of guards with Jagan who will be a senior. Yeah. We have our two starters in James and Mac, and we have Javon, who is you know. I mean, granted, he's a three-point specialist. I mean, to yeah. quote you, the worst, <laughs> the worst three-point specialist I've ever seen. I don't like imagine him applying for a job, and they're just like, "What do you do?" He's like, "I shoot threes." It says here you're a thirty-three percent shooter on six attempts a game. I'm not, or, I, like, I, I said I shoot them. I didn't say I make them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is. Uh, he had a couple of uh, good looks in that game. His first three-pointer, that one, it was like it rolled around in yeah, like the toilet yeah. bowl, flush, flipped out. And then um, I believe the second one did go in. I mean, listen, I like Javon. I always get excited when he shoots the three because <laughs> I'm like, it could go in. But now I got that feeling with Mac too. Yeah, it's good. It's good. What um, what what do we think? I mean, we both think we beat Xavier, right? Just I absolutely do. End. I absolutely okay. do. Yeah, fuck it, right? Let's I die, think we let's win. die on this hill. We make. I think we win by six or more. Yeah, yeah. I think because it's just more proof. You know what I mean? It's like a two. It's like a one, two steps forward, one step back type of team. Mm-hmm. But that's still progress overall. It'll right? be our first. And that's uh, the thing. It'll be our first winning streak in Big East this year. Oh, one man. Let's uh, let's not let's not get too ahead of ourselves. But the yeah. line for the game is us minus three, which okay. means we're three point favorites. Yeah, I would take the over on that. It's so funny, Carter. I've always wanted to mention this to you. What your gambling lingua ling? Your, like your language is yeah. so off. The over is technically. Uh, so like the over of this game, let's say, it would be probably about a hundred and I would say seventy-five and a half. Yeah. That's for total points oh, scored. Oh. So you mean the over? You mean oh, I'll take Georgetown to cover. That means they'll hit minus three. Oh, okay. there you go. See, good. I don't gamble. <laughs> Imagine walking in. I'll take the over. I'll take the over on the Georgetown game. I think they're gonna win. The guy's like, yes, I'll take your money. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, Georgetown hits the over a lot. We are the. I don't know if you know this. We, it's funny stats. We had the number one ranked offense in the Big East. 
Over Creighton? Yep. Wow. And we have the number 10 ranked defense in the East. <laughs> Let's go. That's awesome. Big time dabs. Yeah. But uh, with that, I think that's a, it's a pretty solid wrap. Yeah. Wait. You mentioned something at the beginning. I did. Back to so uh, we're finally making progress. It looks like this player interview is going to happen. We don't want to. We don't want to tell you who it is yet until we have absolute confirmation that we're also not lying. Like, please, <laughs> we're not. It, it's it, going to happen. You could have believed us that we were lying at some point, given how long this has gone on for. Yeah, but we dealt. It is going to happen. We dealt with some complications, but the sports information guy for the men's basketball team, Mr. Jeff Messman, is very open to helping us yeah. get this through. He's a homie. Um, so it should be fun if this happens. I think the player that we have. If it continues to be this player, will be incredibly receptive yeah. to us, yeah. and will want to help us out. It's just the type of person that he is. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. It should be a great time. And hey, you know, yeah, we get it on his gram, and then we blow up. Yeah. If anybody wants to uh, take a gander, and guess who it is? There will be a special prize. Nah, I'm just yeah. <laughs> we have nothing to give. Yeah, I'll give you a the, hug. The prize. <laughs> We should we should do something fun though to get someone on the podcast, like a, a fan submission take or something. I have a couple of people like who want to be on the yeah? I want we want to be on the podcast. We can start getting once we do it twice a week, we could probably have room for like you know mini interviews. Absolutely. Because we'll just spend less time talking about the games because we'll you know we'll be steamrolling everybody. Mm-hmm. So yes. it, you know, five minutes there. I mean after we when we're when we're running the table, wins will just be like, eh, yeah, you know, so no. it's, it's it like ha- it's happened like, again. Back like, to you, Mitch. You know, it's like Thank you. Next, <laughs> next. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. But yeah, um I think that's a wrap. No hot takes for today. We, you know, other than you know, Mac McClung is going to the league after next year, but I, I don't, I don't think much honestly has changed. Even though the St. John's win was huge, it was colossal. Yeah, it was. It's crazy how one win it was can, huge. It can entirely change the outlook of someone's season. We went from a sinking ship to third place. <laughs> well, that's literally we are the most reactionist fan base in the world. And, and you know what? It was my mind. But we love it. Yeah, I mean, we are college students, right? That's kind of how we are. <laughs> With that, Dan Baldwin, Carter Owen, stay warm. I mean, that's certainly... For real, this polar vortex. Yeah, uh, but vortex. until then, let's get that dub tonight. Hoya Saxa, folks. Fingers crossed.